Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. SEN Summer Brecky, Trent Copeland and Michael Karianis with you this morning. Good morning to everyone listening on SEN 11.70am here in Sydney as we fill in the chairs for Vossi and Brandy. The boys are back. February 12th, Super Bowl day. They'll be back in the chairs. They'll finally kick us out, MC, and probably rightly so. Uh, for the first hour, we welcome those of you listening on SENQ 693am in Brizzy, Patton Hills, along from 6am Queensland time, and of course, everyone listening across the SEN network and the SEN app. Good morning to you. We've got plenty of sport this morning, MC, a few other stories to get through as well. Uh, what's, I guess, front of mind for me is when a colleague gets in the paper. Yes. And starts swanning around the office and big noting. We're trying to find a paper this morning and we'd heard about this story, right? And we were trying to find the paper. Could we we find a Herald? Uh, We're trying to find this story. Charlie Goodsir is apparently in the paper and we're trying to find it. And of course, Charlie walks over and he's got the page open. He says, here you go, Trent. Mm. (laughs) Here's the story about me. Good morning, Trent. Good morning, everyone. I'm, I'm well, I'm well. It's good that it comes with a listener warning for anyone that does pick up the Sydney Morning Herald <laughs> today, that they'll see the great Charles Goodsir um, standing um, there. And, and he's talking about a, a serious issue before we get into that, though. So producer Ben received hmm. this text yesterday about 2 p.m. Hey, mate, might be a fun one, but I'll be in the SMH for either tomorrow's edition or over the weekend. Could be a bit of fun, uh, banter on air. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Who do you think sent that? AKA, get me on air. Get me on I'm air. ASAP. Um, so, yeah, he's talking around concussions, which obviously uh, yeah. is a very, very serious issue and, and dealing with his experiences um, as a community sport player. And it said that it ended his community sport career. Hmm. Are you, are you questioning that he had a career? Well, I think community sport career he de- definitely had. <laughs> he definitely had because that's obviously just playing park football. And there's an interesting photo of, of Chuck in action mm. as well, a, an action shot playing AFL. But, um, yeah, a, a very interesting way to wake up this morning. And, Copes, we're both here. Mm. You know why? Why? Because we weren't one of the two people that won the hundred million dollar Powerball oh, last yeah. night. So two people, one from single a singleton couple, and a mystery Cameron Smith, a mystery Queenslander, <laughs> has won that will split the the prize. I'm glad it didn't go all to one person. A couple of people can in, enjoy those spoils. So that's a 
a nice start or a nice start to the year yeah. for, for a few people to, to walk away with 100 mil. Sounds like we're in Origin Camp, mystery Queenslander. <laughs> <laughs> There's an mystery, illness. Yeah, mystery yes. illness in the Queensland camp. Uh, well done to those of you that won Powerball last night. Unfortunately, as you say, MC, we didn't come out the other end rich. But there is one man who is rich mm. and he's made you know, huge news. He's one of the biggest names in world sport. Huge shock in the F1 world. Lewis Hamilton is set to leave Mercedes in a bombshell switch, making one of the biggest moves in the sport's history. It's rumoured that he's going to Ferrari. Now, are you? firstly, are you an F1 fan? And secondly, you're shaking your head. So that's answered it for me. We are on audio. Um, I'm so, trying to get you to stop prodding. Because <laughs> I'm not going to have any answers here. No, Surely I'm not. You know I'm not. The, the I'm significance not. of Lewis Hamilton in in world sport. Yes, yes, I do. I do. I do know that much about <laughs> motor racing, but that's my extent of it. Well, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six is the Edgewater Homes text line, and one three hundred oh one eleven seventy the open line. Can you remember a bigger switch, cross code switch? Um, uh, even brand switch with athletes, you know, one that's really shocked you where you just have this, you hear the words Lewis Hamilton and you have this immediate association with brand, performance, drive to survive, all of these things that are out on Netflix. Um, he's one of those guys that is just synonymous. Mm. Cristiano Ronaldo and United there for 10 years. Yeah. Uh, all of these guys, Tiger and Nike. Yeah, that's you know? a good one. So yeah. it... Tell us what you think. Has this shocked you? Do you think it's a good move for Lewis Hamilton? Uh, but big news in the world of F1. Now, we've got plenty of other sport to discuss this morning, but you also came across a story mm. about uh, bosses and work hours. Yeah. that's We've had a bit of a discussion this morning. It's an interesting one. It is. It is a, a story in, in today's paper, and it says workers will be able to tell their bosses to stop making unreasonable contact after hours under a slew of workplace reforms to be debated next week. We've got uh, Dan back in the studio today. Trade's news in a nutshell. Uh, firstly, how was that? And secondly, you look like you were nodding along there. No, no, no. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Uh, it was good, Trade's. I love hearing from my bosses at any point in time. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, it is an interesting one and it does get under people's skin. I'm in a little bit of a different circumstance, I guess, because of the nature of my job. Mm. Um, I'm of the belief that there's an expectation that I'm on core almost 24-7. Um, given the rolling deadlines and um, the immediacy of some stories that, that do break. So I don't have an issue. Like my bosses are pretty realistic. If they're calling me at 8 o'clock, at 8 p.m. or 9 p.m., something big is going on and I want to be part of it anyway. So I, I don't have an, a, an issue. Um, it would be annoying if it was nitpicking stuff or minor or something that could wait until tomorrow or, or just flick me an email and I can get to it when I get to it. Um, yeah. you know, I know some people get a bit antsy, I guess, when emails are rolling through at all times of night, but as long as there's not an expectation to, to read it or reply at that stage, I don't care when I get an email. Yeah. It, it doesn't affect me when, when, you know, I don't have to check it, um, when, when emails roll through, but it is an interesting debate as we try and, um, get back into, you know, post COVID, um, work-life balance, um, where, where we all sit in, in, in that realm, I guess. As a sportsman as well, it, back to your playing career rather than your office life, 
there would have been a different expectation. And I'm sure, you know, WhatsApp messages and schedules and phone yep. calls were team selections and, and things, or if they're going to break, were all happening at all different types of hours of the day. Yeah, I mean, not just that. It's like drop drop everything you've got to get to the airport. Mm. You're a late call-up to go to a game in Perth or a game in India. Yeah. You, you know, it's, yeah. It, you've just got to drop everything, and it's the families that then, you know, get knocked around because of that. Yeah. Um, and it's certainly not crying poor there. That is part of the privilege of playing elite sport. But um, every job is different. Mm. Tell us, how does it affect you? 0457 736 736. An interesting one. I, I'm definitely even in corporate life now of the opinion that send or receive an email whenever. Yeah. But the expectation to reply needs to be realistic. Yeah. And during business hours. Yeah. Uh, big topics this morning. Big topics. <laughs> uh, the big G has just texted in. Said, morning, Trent and Michael. I'd be surprised if Lewis goes to Ferrari. If true, it will only be it will only be so he can say I've driven a Ferrari F1 car. Sounds more like he's trying to get a pay rise as something similar has played out in the past. Cheers, Big G. Yeah, well, as we were saying, it is just reported news at the moment, not confirmed. Um, we'll did, wait and see. Did you ever use um, rival states as leverage when during your contract negotiations? Uh, not knowingly and, you know, sitting there saying, come on, you've got to beat this offer. Mm. Um, certainly not <laughs> for my own financial gain. It was more just a legitimacy of opportunity. But at the end of the day, there was nothing other than New South Wales from me. Yeah. What about you, mate? Rival papers? I've switched camps. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> no, so no doubt. Yes, I did use it as leverage and I won, is what MC's opinion was. Uh, it's, a, it's, a much, it's a much smaller field Yes, in, in, in my industry, so yes. Well, speaking of the one that you did land at, uh, the Daily Telegraph, there's an interesting story that went live at six this morning yep. and in the paper today about a Daily Telly pre-season NRL coaches poll. Can you tell us firstly about the process mm. and how this all comes about behind closed doors. And then we might touch on one of the topics. We'll do it in, in full a little later in the show, but there's some fascinating data that's come out of it. Yeah. It's something that we've run now for the last couple of years where, um, we sit down as a group. Generally it was Brent Reed, David Riccio, myself, and a couple of, of the editors sit down and work out, um, some questions, um, that we can get to coaches. Um, and assistant coaches, mind you. So it's every NRL head coach and every assistant coach. So it probably went to about 45, 50 people. I, I'd say we've got 30 replies, which is pretty good. Um, it's an online anonymous survey. So they have a form to fill out. Um, we either ring or, or, or text um, the coaches that we have relationships with. That's how we break it down. So we split the clubs up. Um, and then sometimes within the clubs, we split them up with um, certain journos. So someone might have a good relationship with an assistant coach. And one might have a good relationship with a head coach at a certain club. And, and that's how we sort of break it down. And, um, you know, I, I would say that I, I think at least 15, this is just rough number. I reckon getting replies back from, from coaches and having conversations, I think at least 15 of the 17 head coaches would have completed it, okay. I, I, I'd say. And then, um, you know, multiple assistant coaches. So it's a pretty good um, gauge of, of their feelings and, and their thoughts on the games. It's a range of issues. We'll go through some today, and then part two will be in tomorrow's paper and online tomorrow as well. And part two um, really goes into on-field issues. Um, but today, we're looking at uh, the game from a 
bit more of a holistic point of view and, and there's some big topic items that they get into and, and discuss and some of the results, as you say, copes are, are surprising, I, I guess, and, and probably give it a sense of, a, of a, a real feel of where the coaches are at heading into the season. And it's a good time to do it because the pressure of wins and losses aren't there. The emotion isn't there. So sometimes if you did this mid-season, um, it can skew their, their thought process a little bit, depending on how they're going on the competition ladder. If they've had a bum call against them on the weekend prior. So I think having a bit of, <laughs> having a bit of clean air and doing it now is probably the best time of year to, to really get the, their thoughts in a non-emotive way. Yeah. It's interesting. Do you want to tease out one of them now before we move forward? Yep, let's tick one off. What's the biggest issue in the game? So we, we asked the coaches this, and um, it was pretty split. We, we gave them a list of, of options, and, and sitting at the top is player managers at 23%. Interesting. So player managers. Are the, so Speaking of not being emotional, I, I'd imagine that's on frustration of dealing with trying to sign player X. Particularly or this time whinging, of year. Whinging about playing role prospectively. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an interesting one in terms of when you look at the time of year because we've gone past November 1. It's all that free agency sort of period, trying to re-sign players before balls kicked. Um, so that that's an interesting one. Um, the next one's a, a concussion at 20% and player transfer system at 20%. Junior participation, officiating and bunker, they're both at 13% as well. So pretty close. They're a range of you know player managers at 23%, concussion 20%. Player transfer, 20%. Junior participation, 30, 13%. And the bunker officiating at 13%. And others are at 7%. So a broad range of re- responses there from the coaches. Yeah, broad spectrum. We'll delve into this much more later on as well. But fascinating insight into the coaches and what they think is, uh, in this instance, the biggest issue in the game. So the preseason NRL coaches poll on the Daily Telly website as well. And that leads us to... Ask him, what do you think is the biggest issue in the game in, in rugby league? Do you agree with the coaches? Um, is it player managers? Is it concussion? Is it participation and, and, and grassroots? Text us in on 0457 736 736. Look at you running the show. You've run morning segment. You've brought in your NRL players under pressure. Now you're taking over the reads of the text line as well. Yep. Love this. Yep. I could probably go home at this point. <laughs> that would be very dangerous for all of us. <laughs> a reminder that SEN will have full coverage of the first ODI between Australia and the West Indies this afternoon. 1 p.m. if you're in Queensland, 2 p.m. Sydney time. The commentary team headed by Adam White, the bowlologist Damien Fleming, Darren Berry and John Donohoe. We are here for Brighton's lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Brighton's lawyers. The lines are open and we have lines available. one 300 is the open line number. We've got a Signet Boost power bank to give away to today's best caller. Welcome back to Summer Brecky here on SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. Trent Copeland and Michael Carianis with you this morning. Partly cloudy today with a chance of fog this morning. Let us know if fog is affecting your suburb. 0457 736 736 to let us know. Heading for a top of 28 in the city and 32 in the west at Penrith. And good morning if you're in Brizzy. You're with us for another half hour before Patton Hills will take over. A sunny day up there with tops of 33. Now, just updating a few things. Today's guests, we're going to have Shane Watson, former Australian all-rounder, legend of the game. He's written his second book. So his first book, Winning the Inner Battle, was a real success, talking about the mindset of elite athletes and, and how to get the best out of yourself. 
This one, his new book, he's coming on to talk about the winner's mindset. I'm looking forward to hearing what I talk about that. Uh, he's got some great insights from personal experience, but also uh, now in coaching uh, and just in life, corporate speaking and, and many different walks of life. Shane Watson will join us. Simon Orchard from Greyhound Racing, New South Wales. He'll come on and Hammy Goodman will be on as well. Now, just before the break, we were talking about bombshell news that Lewis Hamilton was set to leave. It was reported that Mercedes was going to be letting him go or Lewis Hamilton was going to be going to Ferrari. We have since in the ad break seen confirmation on the Ferrari's official Twitter page and on their website that Lewis Hamilton is indeed confirmed to be moving to Ferrari from Mercedes in 2025. So big news in the world of F1. I'm looking forward to the drive to survive edition that includes those chats uh, and also Lewis Hamilton sitting in a Ferrari. Um, MC, there's a bit of English Premier League going on this morning. Uh, West Ham taking on Bournemouth. That's at 6.30am Sydney time, 5.30 Brizzy. And Wolves taking on Man United, uh, 7.15am Sydney time, 6.15 Brizzy. So a couple of games this morning. There was some, I guess you could call them big results yesterday. Ange Postacoglu's Tottenham getting the win and moving up into fourth position on the table. So Hammy Goodman gave us a Thursday threesome yesterday, which included Man United uh, getting the job done today. So we'll follow that one and give him some stick if he doesn't get it done for us. Uh, MC, there's a few other stories that we've been talking about this morning. Um, the NRL, you were mentioning the coaches mm. their, and their opinions on the biggest issues in the game. Well, there's a story today about ticket prices to NRL games. Now, Tigers supporters accusing Eels of price gouging for their Easter Monday clash. So the cheapest seat is $87 and a family, $259. Just from pub test point of view, that doesn't scream value to me, despite the significance of the occasion. So I can understand the frustration from Tigers fans. Yeah, that's pretty expensive um $87 for for a game um of, of of football where you know at other times you know they can be less than $50 like I guess to, to go see a game obviously it's a a marquee uh, event um then um some of the other matches so that's probably why they're cashing in a little bit the eels but yeah $87 for a cheaper seat for a regular season game I think it's pretty expensive yeah, no doubt. Uh, 0457 736 736 is the text line and one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Would you pay $87 or $259 as a family to go to that Easter Monday clash? Are they off the mark? Let us know your thoughts. There's a question here on the text line from Murray mm. saying, Michael, could you please explain how you can target each club's head and assistant coaches and their replies back to your papers? Various preferred journalists be anonymous. Thanks, Murray. Yeah, so just to clarify, Murray, what actually happens is we send them a, an online survey form. So we don't actually know which coaches completed it and what their responses are uh, individually. Yeah. Right? So, so you're so making contact. You're making, yeah. You're saying, here is what here we're sending is, yeah, you. Yeah, here is what we're sending you. Here is the form. If, you've get, if you have an opportunity, can you please fill this out? And then once they get in there, it's they're filling out the answers and spit it back to you. You just get the end data points. Right? Yeah, someone in the online team, yeah. I don't even see it. Someone um, in in the online team gets the 
Um, final. There's no name attached. There's none of that stuff. We're not tracking IPs or anything like that, right? So it's <laughs> oh, all. I wouldn't a, put it past it's you. All, it's all. It's all. And I forgot to mention that some in the lead up to to the poll as well, we do bounce it off head coaches before we send out the questions as well to get a vibe and, and a sense of what they think could be some some relevant questions as well. Yeah, what to ask. Yeah, good point. The Big G has texted us in as well. Morning, my opinion on the biggest issues in league, grassroots, third-party payments, both interesting topics. Cheers yeah. to Big G. grassroots for sure, third-party payments. Yeah, it's a murky world. It, <laughs> it is it, a great it, area. It is, it is really murky and trying to get your head around it, understand it, explain it. It's, yeah, it, it is a... It is different and it doesn't have an even playing field for, for some clubs. Can you explain that just in explicit terms? I mean, Brisbane, for example, and, and the Broncos players and the third-party opponents, mm. compared to, say, Canberra. Yeah. Such, like, huge. it's just a different ballpark. We're talking millions of, of, of dollars that potentially that players as a collective can earn outside the salary cap because they're just in a bigger market. Mm. Cost of living, I guess, comes into that, and that's probably why they're more readily available in those areas. So it probably evens itself out a little bit. But uh, if you look at you know cost of living in Brisbane compared to Sydney, like the the Broncos would get way more third parties than uh, Tigers or Dragons or you know some of those struggling clubs yeah. at, at the moment. You know, so it's yeah, it, it's not fair. But how can you stop a player from earning an income mm. outside of of, of the game? Yeah, it's just the murkiness is how arm's length clubs are yeah. from ar- arranging that when they're not supposed to have any uh, influence over those things. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this one from Mark. When I hear Lewis Hamilton, I think Nicole. Interesting. Uh, we got one from the West Eels. Good morning, boys. Good win for the Baggy Blues yesterday. Looked like a tricky wicket to bat on. That was in Perth. So just updating. New South Wales in a one-day game against WA uh, at the Wacker. They win that game. Uh, I think they won five uh, five wickets down in the chase, but did it pretty easy in the end. Uh, So a big win for New South Wales. They've been under the pump in recent times and need to get a few more results on the board before the end of the season. Their chance still to host both finals, so hopefully... Things can improve there. We've got an ODI coming up this afternoon. There's plenty of sport to talk about. We're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness? Contact Bryden's Lawyers. Stay with us. The news headlines next, and then we'll delve further into the big sports news of the morning. Yes, thanks, Vanessa. Brecky is powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. If you're just waking up, here is what's making news and what we've been talking about this morning. As you just heard there with Vanessa, Formula One superstar Lewis Hamilton has sensationally just switched to Ferrari from 2025. It's been confirmed online from their official Twitter page. So we'll speak f- to an expert in this field. I mean, I'm a fan, but we, we're going and MC, you know nothing about it. So what? offer me donuts uh, when we were talking about it. Uh, that's about a lot of issues. <laughs> that's true. But we're going to get an expert on out of seven o'clock. Matty White, who's obviously yeah. here on SEN running the morning show. He has a wealth of knowledge in this space. So we'll talk to Matty White out of seven o'clock about Lewis Hamilton joining Ferrari. In other news, Aussie golfer Lucas Herbert has been confirmed as the latest live golf signing on the eve of 2024. Here's Lucas talking about the Australian-led Ripper franchise, which is captained by Cameron Smith. Hey guys, Lucas Herbert here. Some of you might know me as the worst kept secret in the Ripper GC rumors. 
Great to finally be announced as an official part of River GC. I cannot wait to start this season here in Mexico. I'm really looking forward to Adelaide in April. Can't wait to see you, see you all out here at a few events. Hey, uh, any Lucas Herbert knowledge? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> but Live Golf and particularly the Aussies and their contributions to Live Golf early in making this a thing. Mm. Uh, you know, big money outlay. But it's it's always going to be nothing unless there are players that are doing things on the big stage, like Cameron Smith yeah. in particular. So great to have Lucas Herbert on board as well. Um, investigations continuing into how Australian soccer players had their passport, contract, and other personal information leaked by a cybersecurity incident. Now that's it's a big story, mm. but it's being reported that it was more of an accident than a hack. So. Uh, but either way, sensitive information getting out is a big issue. So I'm sure the Australian soccer players that were affected will like to see the end of that and figure out exactly how it happened. We've had a few of you asking this week about Will Pekovsky and an update there. Well, confirmation yesterday that he's been ruled out for the next round of the Sheffield Shield. So we talked about in a second 11 match, he was hit a little while ago. He was taken off the field after a concussion test, but he was then passed, came yeah. back on the field and scored some runs. But there are some delayed concussion symptoms. And here's Chris Rogers, Victoria's head coach, discussing Will's situation with Jared Waitley on SEN Melbourne yesterday. It's always a concern when, when he gets hit, hit in the helmet. But what was, what was you know, Will was desperate to stay out there. He was he was keen to keep going. And, and um, um, he hadn't, we haven't really seen that before. So... That was the real positive, and then and then after that he came off. He just said, you know, he felt okay. Uh, went out and had a hit in the nets, and said, yeah, he was ready to go. So everything seems pretty good. When he got back home, and there was a um, a few fitness sessions, there was just a little, little bit of dizziness. Um, dizziness. So um, yeah, I think that as as I said, the the medical team have decided to take a, a conservative approach with it, and, and we support that. Yeah, I think that is the best methodology. Conservative approach, make sure Will is looked after. This guy has a serious future in front of him and hopefully he gets on track with just some freedom to play the game that he loves. Uh, It's always unfortunate when this stuff happens. So WAV New South Wales in the Marsh Cup I mentioned yesterday. WA batting first, 162. New South Wales passed that score, 5 for 163. The highlights from that game, Jack Edwards, who's having a stellar season, 3 for 14 with the ball, and then when New South Wales were chasing it down, Dan Hughes, as he's done so often for New South Wales, 52. And Tanvir Sanger back in the lineup playing white ball cricket. Uh, he, there's a name that I'm not familiar with here, Capes. Will Zalman? Solzman. Solzman. Yeah. Well, what's his? He took three wickets yesterday too. What's yeah, his? young all-rounder. Uh, he's played Aussie 19s. But it's sort of a skipping, uh, how would you say it? Creeper runner. Okay. He's sort of, you know, it's not the the old Brett Lee steaming in, uh, but he's got some skiddy pace and he can bat in the middle order as well. So exciting young talent, mm. takes three wickets. And he's done it really every time he's had an opportunity. So some exciting young talent there. Uh, Ollie Davies, the other one who's really exciting. He got 38 from 34 balls to finish off the win. Uh, in the EPL, game between West Ham and Bournemouth has just got underway and Man United are taking on Wolves a little later this morning. Have your say on the open line. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the number. Pick up the phone. Give us a buzz. Lines are open. We'll get to all of your feedback on the day's big stories in just a moment.
Welcome back to Summer Brecky here on SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. Partly cloudy today with a chance of fog this morning. Let us know if fog is affecting your suburb. Heading for a top of 28 in the city and 32 in the west in Penrith. And good morning in Brizzy if you're with us this morning. You're with us for another 15 minutes before Patton Heels will be along. Sunny day up there today with tops of 33. Summer Brecky is powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Trent Copeland and Michael Karianis with you this morning. Now, we have a caller on the 1300 01 1170 open line. Andrew, good morning to you. You want to talk NRL ticket prices? Yeah, good morning, gentlemen. Yeah, I was just thinking that is gouging. It really is. Mm. I mean, they're doing themselves out of business. If you were to take a family there, say two kids, by the time you get in there with your $250 ticket, going to spend another hundred dollars on meat pies and drinks and whatnot no one's carrying that sort of cash anymore it's an expensive day out if we're looking to go to a regular season game and it's costing families three four hundred dollars to go to a regular yeah. season game that's yeah. that's not good enough that's the sort of thing you save up three weeks for yeah that's what that and, and you're saving up if your team's going to play finals or something for big events you know like um yeah I, i'm with you andrew that is very expensive it's ridiculous. Well, that's the, yeah a big question this morning on, uh, I guess, ticket pricing, how it affects grassroots, because no doubt the people that are watching this game are likely having kids that are playing the game. You pay, your outlay to have participation in the sport that you like as mm. well. It's not just the ticket price. It's jersey cost. Yeah. It's then food at venue. All of it bundled into one is an issue within sport. I'm not just talking NRL, but... Mm. Uh, I guess the, you know, the other thing is you're not getting your incidental just NRL fans to those games either. No if chance. If it's Tigers v Eels, and you're a, you know, a fan of another club, yeah, you're not going and paying eighty seven dollars. No, it's yeah. also a very good TV product. Yeah, and radio product. So it, you know, not necessary to be in venue to have that experience. Yeah, a neutral, you're not going to pay one hundred and fifty dollars to go watch a, a regular season game. By the time you you account for either public transport or um, parking. You know, public transport's sometimes included in ticket prices, but if not, yep. you've got to pay for public transport, parking, food, a couple of drinks. That's an expensive day out. It is. Great call, Andrew. Thanks for that this morning. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. We've got a Signet Boost Power Bank to give away to the best caller of the day. Uh, a few texts that have come in this morning uh, on exactly that topic. Rooster Ryan. I wouldn't pay $87 to watch two reserve grade teams play. <laughs> Harsh, but is it fair? I love sledges uh, yes, like that. Yes, yes. Uh, the Shoalhaven doctor says men's and women's New South Wales cricket teams both had a win yesterday. So we're talking about New South Wales men's team victory over WA in Perth, but also a good New South Wales breakers over Canberra Meteors victory yesterday by 34 runs. The Shoalhaven doctor. Very good point. Saskia Hawley uh, coming through with some runs for New South Wales and they needed it. The, the breakers have been under the pump this year. So good story there. Uh, another text, uh, Morning Copes, good win from the Blues yesterday. Where is Curtis Patterson? Mm. Uh, I mean, certainly playing good cricket for St. George and he's a new father, um, you know, living a, a life that is you know, very different from a couple of years ago when we saw him burst onto the scene for Australia. I, I don't know whether he 
ended up with, but he at least at one point had a better average in test cricket than Don Bradman. It was like 160. No, he does. Yeah, yeah. he's got the best. I think he's got the best average of anyone that's played test cricket. <laughs> and that's, you know, he scored a big 100 down in Canberra. Um, he's clearly got the ability to play that level. Nothing's changed there. But mm. in that phase of his career where um, there's been some challenges, he was captain of the New South Wales Blues, but he's very much a part of the squad, still a presence and a leader. Um, but in that phase where some other young guys have come along and, and you know, the lack of success has dictated that changes needed to be made. He was one of those and he's got to fight his way back. Can he fight his way back, Copes? Well, yeah, on talent alone and, and the ability that he's got. Um, but the difference is being able to do it every game like he used to as mm. opposed to one in five, one in six. Um, and that's a question on every batter. Um, and even we're seeing that occasionally at test level, it's it's not you know, unique to Curtis Patterson. He almost played his way into the Australian side off the back of club cricket. Yeah. Do, do, like, obviously he had a, that, that foundation for New South Wales and the like, but didn't he go back for St. George and when there, there was no state cricket being played and, and he scored truckloads of runs, truckloads yeah. of runs and then played in those tests against Sri Lanka. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So hopefully Curtis Patterson can fight his way back into the New South Wales side. At the moment, doing wonderful work for St. George in Premier Cricket in Sydney, undefeated. I think it's 11 matches, 11 wins, and Curtis is playing a big role within that. So Since you retired. Yes. that's right. They got <laughs> so rid of me. They haven't lost the game since you retired. Is that what you're saying? They got rid of me. I've said this many <laughs> times in the group WhatsApp. You get rid of me and then you start winning. <laughs> well done. Uh, another text here from Spanky. Uh, nice name. Anzac Day is always at the footy stadium. If West v Parramatta is such a big event on Easter Monday, get 70000 at Homebush. PVL promised on this show last year jersey prices would be slashed too. Interesting. Good corn the jerseys. Yep. I'm going to chase that. Thanks, Spanky. There's your, there's your story for the day, MC. Look at it. Maybe not today, but at some oh, stage. Okay, sorry. Busy. Look at coaches poll to do. But that's, yeah, that's, no, Spanky's 100% right. There was a, um, Bossy went hard claim, at There it. was a claim saying that, no, no, jersey prices will come down. Yeah, and it was Vossi was going hard at it. I remember we had Peter Wynn on the, on the show talking about, um, you know, prices of, of jerseys and how it's changed over the years. And it's got to a point where they're becoming a little bit ridiculous um, and not, not isolated to footy, um, I think, in a lot of sports. But, yeah, we, uh, need to, we need to make the game affordable. We also need to make revenue and, and there needs to be commercial interest looked after. But... Uh, it's it's a juggling act, and if you're getting $87 tickets to the Tigers v. the Eels, mm. 250 plus for families, I think it's a fair call out. Uh, you know, not that you need to be shouting from the rooftops that it's, you know, <laughs> there's murder going on. Yeah. But it's it's worth a conversation, and, and, it, and it probably needs to be addressed. Uh, off to a break, we are a reminder that SEN have full coverage of the first ODI this afternoon between Australia and the West Indies from 2 p.m., 1 p.m. in Queensland. The commentary team headed by Adam White, Damien Fleming, Darren Berry and John Donohoe. We are here for Brighton's lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness? Contact Brighton's lawyers. In a moment, we're going to take a look at some of the big events and birthdays on this day in history. MC always comes with his research. Bit of cricket flavour this morning as well. Stay with us. It's SEN Summer Brekkie. Trent Copeland and Michael Carianis with you this morning. 0457 736 736 is the Edgewater Homes text line. And 1300 01 1170 is the open line. A few texts on the jersey prices that we've just been discussing. Jersey prices fixed at $99 for rep teams only from the Belmore Bandit. 
So maybe club jerseys are still at peak price around that $170 mark, but rep jerseys have been changed. Um, mm. Morning, gents. This one from HP Robbo. Morning, gents. On overall cost to be a supporter, I looked at buying a Parramatta training jersey. It's $90 fully sponsored. That's steep. Yeah, that is expensive. For a training jersey, yeah. And that's the sort of thing that surely those assets to a club aren't nearly as important as the yeah. jersey sales. Yeah, and one that you could hope that you know people who can't or don't want to pay $170 or whatever the, that cost for a jersey, they could get one of those ones, uh, you know, for 50 bucks, really. Yeah. Tell us what you think. 0457 736 736. It is the 2nd of February, 2024. But MC, he does his research here on this show. He's come in with some info on what's happened on this day over the years. That's because you're texting me late at night to, to get this done. I'm like, mate, only during office hours. But anyway, <laughs> it's, in 1973, New Zealand cricket legend Richard Hadley makes his test debut against Pakistan in Wellington. He went on to take 430 wickets in 86 test matches. Not Pretty a bad good. career. Pretty good. Uh, and, you know, we've gone through through COVID, but on this day in 1349, 200 people a day were dying in London as a result of the Black Death due to the bionic plague. Bubonic plague. Bionic plague. It's all happening. <laughs> it's anyway, all let's happening. Let's get on to some 19, more 1349. Topics. Former rugby league, and this is not in 1349, but <laughs> former rugby league player and coach Jason Taylor is 40, 53 today, born in 1971. He's over to the left. They're pointing at him. Walters, I don't know whether he was directly behind. Taylor goes for the shot. Taylor, he's got it. Taylor, he's got it. He's got it. I love those calls. Robbie Farrow wishes you a very happy birthday, JT. <laughs> and we're just talking about this man, Whoop Koski, who's 26 today. Happy birthday, Puck. Yes, Puck, yes. And Shakira. Do you like Shakira? Fit of Shakira? Yes. On this day in 1977, she was born. She's 47. The highest selling Colombian artist of all time. We're selling over 400 million albums worldwide. Kira fan? Yeah. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Good singer. Good singer. Uh, but those of you listening on SENQ this morning, 6.93am in Brizzy, we're going to say goodbye now. Pat and Heels are taking you through the next couple of hours after the break. If you're listening to us through SEN 1170 here in Sydney, there's plenty more to come. Stay with us. Straight after the news, we're going to take a closer look at the overnight bombshell news in the world of F1. We've got Shane Watson coming soon, Simon Orchard and Hammy Goodman. Stick with us.